All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 18. It's been a couple of weeks since we talked to you. Everybody's had a nice Christmas break. To my left, I'm sitting with Nation Dan. Across from me is Chris, the intern. And in Cam's spot is Rick. Where's Cam? We killed him. We don't know Bird where Cam him in the is. Arc. Where is Cam? Cam is gallivanting. Cam was supposed to be back from Vegas a week ago, and we haven't heard from him since. Yeah, Cam was supposed to be back from Vegas. He said he was changing his flight. We haven't heard from him since. Are we worried? No. Who does two weeks in Vegas? I feel like on. you have to be at least 50 to do two weeks in Vegas. Like a young Ooh. guy like him, he should be upside down in a pool somewhere by now. And I've, <laughs> I've seen him have a couple of drinks. So yeah, no, he should definitely. Be I don't know, but he has a right weird way of just powering through it all. Not two weeks worth though. Yeah, two he weeks likes... in Vegas is a lot. First but... of all, how much do you guys pay the kid? Because guys pay a double price down there for drinks because a lady's drinking free. Yep. Mm. Yep. I know he we went down there to see his missus. He says he was with the family, but I don't know about that. We've got some investigating to do when Cam gets back because <laughs> there's some, we some all, shenanigans. Uh, we have a lot of theories going on. We have on a right big now. old interrogation episode coming up next week. Oh, yeah. We're going to be grilling Cam on why he spent two weeks in Vegas. One. I did a week once, and I was just, by the time we left, I just, I had to go. See, that's exactly it's what too I mean. much. It's too much. Speaking of grilling, congratulations to Eric Griba oh. for getting oh, grilling yeah. with Griba. Grilling on. with Griba on Wild TV. There you go. Former Edmonton Oiler. Uh, slash buyout Alex Petrovic clone. <laughs> He's obviously <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. He's doing a uh, great things with his buyout money. So that's great. Happy for him. Yeah. Why not get paid to do a little bit of grilling RIP to all the animals in his 
<laughs> general, general vicinity. vicinity. I hope you're taking his advice, though, because everything he's doing looks really, really good. Looks oh, great. Fantastic. Like, I need to get myself a Traeger smoker right now. Oh, man. That, that, that smoker? Oh. Get out of here. As always, Oilers Nation Radio is brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant. Out and in, grilling with Griva. <laughs> out in Sherwood Ford, or uh, Sherwood Park, Alberta. Follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. Again, Sherwood Ford. We are looking for some 1987 Ford Escort GTs for the boys. Oof. For the boys. I know the nation truck is sexy. I know it's beautiful. I know when it's driving down the street that I can see it from a mile away, and I like that. However, just imagine seven of us cruising around 1987 Ford Escort GT. Like, do you want to go quality or quantity? And I'm pushing for quantity right now. Quantity arguably, all day. Those arguably, were quality those, for the record. Those, those Ford were quality. vehicles are still quality. All right. 100%. Then we'll go and with both. Think of how great it would be if seven of us are ripping around all over Alberta in these things. Yes. You know you want that, Sherwood Ford. Going to need some mixtapes. Park them park all. Need some mixtapes for those. Oh, yeah. Mixtapes. We're going to have to, like, uh, I'm going to have to figure out how to transfer some of my MP3s to cassette tape so that they work in my 1987 Ford Escort well, You GT. have to go MP3 to CD to well, A-Track and then back to T. Well, to the, old, the old Discman had the old plug-in, right? So, it had uh, that cassette. Yes. Yeah, so if we can get seven of those with them, we're, we're all good. All right. <laughs> some so kind of radio Ford transmitter. I used to work at a Radio Shack radios. once upon a time, Dan, and we used to sell radio transmitters. Yes. That would, that would get the job done. We're going to need to find some of those maybe on eBay. Do you guys remember the tapes that used to have the cord that would come out of them that you could connect? That's what to I'm your... talking about, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly right. what we mean. Yeah. All right. All right. We're on the same page. Back to business. Seven. 1987. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, since it's New Year's, I figured we would start off today's podcast by coming up with some New Year's resolutions for the Edmonton Oilers. They won their first game of the year against the Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes are terrible. Thank you to Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid for making that happen. So I thought it'd be interesting to just come up with some ideas of what we are looking for in the next calendar year. New Year's resolutions, some ideas, some thoughts, some hopes, some dreams, some things that they should never do again. Dan, do you have an idea? Well, I mean, the obvious one is secondary scoring. I think we can all uh, we can all just say that that's a that's a thing we need. We're going to get into that a lot in a bit. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but my my New Year's resolution for the Edmonton Oilers would be some more confidence for the two goalies that we have. I just more uh, confidence from the fans or for themselves. Uh, I guess I guess both. It's a it's a two parter because I would like to see the fans relax on uh, riding the highs and lows. Wrong city. And uh, yeah, good luck. And then I would like to see <laughs> Talbot and Koskinen level out a little bit when it comes to uh, their highs and lows because when they're doing well, we're doing well, and when they're not, we're not. I just want to piggyback on that real quick. I do a New Year's article every year for ON, and in my New Year's resolutions in the article, I said you will support the goaltenders with adequate defensive zone coverage. Well, that's, yeah, that's I guess it's a threefold resolution because the defense also has to be a part of this because, man, was there some games over that six-game stretch where I was losing it on Twitter. I'm, I'm sure I lost <laughs> 20 followers because of it, but people just railing on Talbot or Koskinen for, for their effort, and it's like, well, you got Patrick Line just sitting in front of the net for five, six seconds. That's that's a tough that's a tough save. Can you really blame our defense right now for because all of them are out of their comfort zone right now? Yes. And like, can you Patrick Line is one of the best players in the NHL? Can you blame a guy like Adam Larson for not like getting to him his coverage spot quick enough? Sort of Arguably, thing? I 
I would say that our defense has been playing above its head for a lot of totally the time with Peter Shirelli as the GM. When did Pronger leave exactly? Yes, <laughs> but uh, so so I don't know if I give them that pass. They they should be fine by now. But yes, we've we've been out without a couple defensemen. I was at I was at the game against Vancouver last Thursday. And I tweeted out uh, after Koskinen let in four goals on six shots. I was like, could you, have, could you imagine what would happen if Talbot did that right oh. now? And people, sh- my mentions were a nightmare. Good thing I was so drunk that it didn't really matter. And I didn't read them until the next day. But that was a thing. That was a whole thing. Chris, you got any New Year's resolutions for the Edmonton Oilers? Well, Dan said the easy, the obvious choice is depth scoring. I think the obvious choice that i'm surprised you didn't kick off first was in getting a new general manager uh new management team so uh, that's kind of a new year's resolution for uh, daryl cates bob nicholson whoever makes that call um frankly i would say bob nicholson should go as well but that's just me go ahead but anyways i to go with a not so common answer my new year's resolution to goes towards oilers fans and that's just to try and make twitter a happier place and it's it's <laughs> i know that's asking for you a lot you said good luck to mine about being nice to goaltenders oh, but now you want twitter to be a happier the thing place? is like man the christmas break was so depressing like like you said beg milk we tried to avoid it over the break and just get a get some distance from online presence uh but it's just i can't blame fans for being angry but it's just a terrible place to go to. It's just depressing and it makes me upset. And it all comes down. It's Charlie's fault. I don't blame fans for being angry because they're angry at him. Question for you. Yeah. Does it surprise you like it does me that there are still people out there that are saying Shirelli's doing a good job? No, you're going to get like, there are some trolls mixed in there. There are some well, we, who, but are they trolling or do they believe not. it? Some no, people actually believe no, no, it. Some yeah. people are actually sitting there trying to like defend the guy and defend the moves. And <laughs> we win like two games in a row and like, whoop, guess we have a really bad GM, don't we guys? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, it's one of those things. We talked about it before upstairs, not so much on the podcast, but it's one of those things where as a fan, you're, you're kind of, you're stuck with this team. And so it's, 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 one thing to just be like frustrated by everything they do. And it's another thing to just try and find the, the happier side of a, of a Petrovic trade for a third round draft pick. You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm not, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Shirelli is a good GM or anything, but I get it that they're just trying to make being a fan. I don't know. For most, for, for most people though, I think they're pretty positive during the 60 minutes of the game puck drop to buzzer. They're, they're just as good fans as anybody out there. Uh, it's away from the game is when people start to have their issues. They sit back there, they rewatch the game, they look at the mistakes, they look at the holes in the team, they look at absolutely everything. This is Edmonton. That's what we do. We've we've been doing it for years. We've done it for for everybody. Um, yeah. So I don't really hate on people too much for hating it. I do not like the people that boo the jersey throwers. I want them to disappear forever. During the game, you have to be a fan. You got to be a good fan. That's what we're there for. Away from the game, then you can bring out your uh, negativity or your criticisms. Well, and that's also saying that 75% of Oiler fans, well, I don't know if I, are, a lot of Oiler fans don't even, have, don't even play hockey and don't even know what it's like to be on the ice. Some of the loud ones. Some of the guys who've some, never been Well, the there. loudest ones, yeah. So, I mean, everyone has an opinion, even though they can't justify it. I know what it's like to be an NHL player. <laughs> Rick, do you have a New Year's resolution for the team? 
Uh, yeah, if we're going to see, Chris took the easy one there. So let's go ahead and go to the forwards here. We need some wingers, some wingers to help these three incredible centermen we have. We have the best player in the league. Amen. We have another all-star right there who does not really get all the credit he should because mm. he is in the shadow of the of Connor. And then we have little Nuge who's been blessed with or we've been blessed with for the last four or five years now and yeah he needs a little support he's been out there playing against guys twice his size since he's 18 years old now he's grown in his body now he's becoming a man he needs some extra support out there and will he will now turn into exactly what we thought he would always be i like that yeah we'll get some Couldn't goddamn have wingers myself you can well, always talk about nuge you can talk about nuge all you want will we find though do you think we'll find the winger help from within the organization, maybe? A little bit, but it's going to take some time. We don't have that time. They have to go out, and I'm going to say it right now, use a lottery-protected first-round pick and go get your goddamn winger right now. Move him. Go. Oh, man. Does everyone around this table agree that you'd give up the first pick? If it's lottery-protected. Lottery protected. Yep. I've sure. been saying it for years. I think, yeah. that it's, I think it's a really good move just for the organization to not be able to have that fallback. To be like, yeah, but we're still going to get a seventh overall pick because we missed the playoffs. Yeah, lottery protected. Like, yeah, I agree. Kind of stuff Send is, it out. Especially if, if he gets us, if we make that trade right now, we get into the playoffs. Now we're talking like a 14, 15 at, at best pick. How, what are we going to do with that? We've done it once with Jordan Eberle. Thanks a lot, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> but after that, we're not guaranteed to have a, a great pick. You know, we've missed on some. Some guys get missed in the mid rounds. Take the chance. Make the playoffs. Who knows what happens? Just Some get traded for Griffin Reinhardt. Do something. Or, hear me out, boys. William Nylander, $6.9 million, one goal. Milan Lucic, $6 million, one goal. Huh? One for one. Straight That's across. Fair. We're taking on cap. We're oh, taking hey. on cap. Hey. Nylander only has one goal. I think we'll do yeah, that for yeah. him. I mean, to <laughs> be do that for the Leafs. Austin, Austin needs a protection. I would like to see. Yeah, I would like to see the Leafs get some protection there <laughs> yeah, and they, have a little bit of truculence. They need some swagger. You know what? The other 30 teams in the league could use a little bit of swagger. <laughs> that's all I'm Seattle? Seattle? You can make a trade. Right I don't want to wait that far. No, that's no, fine. I don't want to wait that far. Actually, you know what? Trade him to Seattle. Let him just <laughs> let him think about it for the no, next two years. It's right next to his hometown. By then you get that you get that free buyout and whatever he's <laughs> out the door. But that's the problem money. though, is you gotta wait two years for that free buyout and just be like, Well, well if he goes to Seattle, we're waiting two years. Uh, but yeah, no, I figure I something think, out. I think Come we on. can all agree that the game is turning towards where you need a big tough guy. <laughs> so I think the team should anticipate this. Uh, milk, what was your uh, resolution for this one's kind of on the fans a little bit as well, but also on the media. And I think it's going to be very important in 2019 that people do not treat the best players on the team as whipping boys for a lack of success. Oh, you mean the top three need to produce more? Depth matters. As we've seen this year, if you do not have it, you can have three studs up front and it doesn't mean shit. It does not mean shit. And I'm asking people in the media to look at this roster and be like, stop it. Drysaddle's not the problem. Connor's not the problem for sure. Nuge is not the problem. And I also hate the shit where it's like, well, Nuge isn't producing on the second line as much. Man, he started the game with Lucic on his left wing. Fucking wingers are like, come on, be better. Be better. It's it's. It's amazing that those three guys are having career years when we are arguably 
worse than we were we last year. We would be nowhere. Yeah. We would be nowhere in the standings if it wasn't for those three guys. We're going to talk about some numbers for those three guys and just how important they are to this team. That's really going to like, to me, when I look at the numbers, because I did a What Would You Do Wednesday, Friday edition this morning talking about secondary scoring, when you actually break down the percentage of goals produced by three guys on a 23-man roster, it's crazy. It is crazy. But first, I want to thank our friends at Sherwood for the Giant. They're fantastic people, they have fantastic vehicles, and they have fantastic social media that you should follow. At Sherwood Ford on Twitter, at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giant on Instagram. Brighten your timeline with a brand new Ford or your driveway, Chris. Yeah, don't forget that uh, if you see the Nation Truck on the road, snap a pic of it, post online, tag Nation Truck, tag us in Sherwood Ford, and you can enter to win a gas card, 100 bucks. $100 gas card. That's a good start. And gas is like year. 85 cents right now, yeah, so you can like get a two, lot of that's gas. That's like two tanks right now. Hey, man, that's two impressive. tanks of free gas? Ooh. Head on out. Find the Squire. Find Jay, wherever he's at. I mean, he's not on the continent right now, so Graham's got the truck. So go out and find Graham. Yeah. Why did we fly the nation truck with him to Australia? Oh, oh, I don't know. come back because it's such a long flight. That is true. That is true. I've heard that. Sherwood Ford, just think of how many pictures we'll get in these contests when there's seven. I repeat, seven. 1987 Ford Escort GTs ripping around the city with both our logos on them. We're just saying, think about it. Think That's about it. it. Think about it. Boys, over the break, there was a couple of trades. Uh, that Shirelli made on it was last Sunday, I believe, yes. and two very different trades, in my opinion. The first one that came down earlier in the day was Weidman and a conditional third round pick in, ex- in to Florida in exchange for Alex Petrovich. Oh, that's really good. Thank you, thank you. I heard that they were pronouncing it that way on the broadcast the other day. I want to go Petrovich today. All right, I like it. In the two games played so far, Petro has averaged twenty one thirteen with the Oilers. One shot, 10 hits. If you're a fancy stats guy, you might want to earmuffs right now because he has got a 29.1% Corsi. That is not ideal. However, again, he's batting above his weight class. What did you guys think of the Petrovich trade to start? Dan, I'll start with you. What do you think? I didn't I didn't mind it. I guess like I felt like the third round pick was probably unnecessary, but I guess at the same time, Weidman is not that much of a... An, uh, piece there so certainly so not going to play for Hitchcock no but uh but I didn't I didn't mind the Petrovic uh pickup it was the one later that that had me rattle oh and we'll get there Rick what do you think about the Petrovic trade oh, I thought it was fine I'm sitting there sitting right there with Dan uh I can see where his value is going to come in there he's going to take a little bit of heat off of Larson a little heat off of Benning I know Russell was down I is he back yet Allegedly, he should be like any yeah that's what yeah. he told us like three weeks ago yep uh yeah no I I Kind of understand it. Yeah, you know, that draft pick is a little bit high. We do have two thirds at one. It is the better of the whatever. Like of course. What do, we do? what do we do with the draft picks anyways? Uh, whatever. You know, it's, I can see what they're doing there. I see what they're, I see what they, what, what, what they're trying to do. I'm fine with that one. What we'll are they trying the to do? Season. Giving away that draft pick? No, you're just trying to bring in a guy to stopgap the, the massive bleeding going on on the defense side right now. You're also trying to make less mistakes in the draft by having less picks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, That's important. True. That's a good That's point. You That's can't trade point. away draft picks if you don't have them. Chris, your thoughts on the Petrovic trade? I thought it was a pretty lateral move. Weidman wasn't getting played by Hitchcock anyways for whatever reason. Um, so Petrovic will come in, see if he can prove any different than Weidman. So, I mean, fine by me. It's a... A little scary for me with the third round pick. I don't know if it's a sign of things to come. Is Charlie just going to start selling things off? Whose pick was it again? 
Well, the Oilers have two, be, so they've got uh, that's the Davy pick that they got from the Islanders. So, 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 so it's a the Oilers. the The condition is the Oilers or mid, the Islanders it'll mid, pick. It'll be a mid third rounder. Yeah, whichever and, one is higher. Which I don't yeah. know. Which really always goes that kind of stuff. It's like well, whichever one is higher. I don't care. You get what you want. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. But back to the trade. Uh, maybe the third is a little bit high just because Petrovic's a UFA at the end of the year. But yeah. again, like all of you have said, we're all in agreement. So this is just over the pants handies all around. I get what they were trying to do. It makes sense. It's funny that he's a local guy that's big and tough. So that always makes me laugh when those guys come back because Gord knows how we love grit. And the UFA setting, like the fact he's unrestricted at the end of the year is fine. You get to wash your hands with him at the end of the year if you want to move on. If your uh, young guys are ready, because we do have a couple of guys that are coming up and we're hoping they're going to be ready for next year. You're not 100. percent So guy like Bush. Yeah, it's not the end. Of, it's Jones not the end of the world. Is, Caleb Jones is right now our best defenseman. Oh, we're going to talk about Caleb Jones too because he's been in great. But first, we have to get to the second trade of the same day where Peter <laughs> Peter Shirelli, Man, this one blew my mind when I saw Mark Spector tweet. This is what I'm hearing. The Oilers are working on. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did he really just say Brandon Manning? So then I go to the Google machine, Chris. You're like, it couldn't get any worse than this, right? I was like, there has to be a different Brandon Manning out there. There has to be two. I mean, it's kind of a unique name, but also kind of common. I don't know. Drake Kajula and Jason Garrison to the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for Brandon Manning. And and some some dude who's not going to play. Who none of us know his name. Thomas Noel. Okay. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> no, no, like Christmas? Yeah, no, I think it was, that was Noel. my joke. Something like that. That's yeah, cool. That. Okay. Yeah. So things just got brighter. Christmas. Yeah. Shout out to the guy we'll never see. Noel. Anyway, Brandon Manning. For I want to start this one off because this one blew my mind. This one blew my mind clear through my skull. First of all, I will never forget. Or ever. For, or forgive. Or forgive what happened in Connor's rookie season. And I know that he'll say he didn't do it on purpose, though he said on the ice cup like the next year that he kind of did or whatever. We're going to get past that. Was there not a third pairing defenseman anywhere else in the league <laughs> that you could have acquired instead of this guy? And sure, I know Sorelli said that apparently they've been scouting this guy for 12 months because he asked Connor if it'd be cool if he traded for him last year from That's Philly. even more depressing. That's crazy to me. I don't understand it. Of all the third pairing defensemen you could get, you get the one who broke Connor's collarbone. And yes, okay, they were past it. Well, at least that's what Connor says publicly. But they also traded Drake Kajula, who is was at the time the Oilers' fifth leading scorer in goals. Which was, wasn't still even that many be. goals. Yeah, still would be. Right? Yeah. Good point, Dan. <laughs> Connor's close friend on the team. I don't understand this move. What do you guys think? Rick, I'll start with you. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Like this should have been done and Nicholson should have got on the phone or got on the Skype machine and said, okay, you go home. Like you're done. Thank you for everything very much. Move on. You're done. We're bringing on salary. We somehow took on sal- We don't have cap space. We took on salary somehow. Yeah. He has a year. He has a year next year. So once again, like I just said, the fact that we Petrovic's a UFA was a good thing because he could just, you could wash your hands with him at the end of the year. Yep. So now all of a sudden we have this guy at the end of the year too. So next year when we're going to go with Clefbaum, Nurse, and Caleb Jones on the left, and you'll still have Russell. You'll have yeah. Well, you can put Russell on the on the right with you know. Then you have uh, Bush, and you have Larson, and you have Russell, and you have maybe Petrovic. Uh, 
So now you got a $2.25 million, at, le- at best, number seven defenseman. And the worst part about it was everybody out of Chicago, when that trade goes through, is like, holy shit, I can't believe they got rid of Manning. Look, if you wanted a defenseman like that, I know everybody understands that I've got a a love, a love for a love for my man number eighty eight, but he was straight up put on waivers two days ago. If you brought him in, that's fine. Six hundred fifty thousand dollars. You're telling me that Brandon Manning is one point eight million dollars better than he is? No. And how the hell do you throw in Drake Kajula? How do you lose a Drake Kajula trade? Yeah. Well, first of all, I how think everyone's under everybody. I don't know why everybody hates on him so much 1.5 for the amount of goals he has right now he was going to be on pace for 15 16 17 goals somewhere in there and that's fine at 1.5 he goes out there he bangs crashes he can skate with connor connor likes him off the ice like i didn't see anything out there that was so bad besides like his fancy stats and yeah i find me some guys on this team outside the three big ones that have good fancy stats yeah and there's the other angle too is they had kevin gravel there who is are you telling me that Brandon Manning is better than Kevin Gravel? I know Gregor wrote about it the day after the trade. Their numbers are I- almost identical in terms of fancies. However, the goals against for Gravel was significantly better. And Manning was a healthy scratch 10 times in Chicago, who is terrible. Terrible. So I went on a spirit journey that night. Uh, as a result of these ridiculous trades. Oh, yeah. I saw you were drinking Crown. I was. Is that straight and, Crown? Me and Crown straight. With some, <laughs> with some, a little bit of ice. I'll, I'll say there was a, a little Sweet bit of ice, Lord. a little That's bit of water there. Um, but uh, I, I think there's, there's some positives we're missing here, boys. So he's been skip. He's been he's scouting Brandon Manning. He's been scouting Brandon Manning for over a year, and he did not get into a bidding war with Chicago over his rights. We could have Brandon. Are we sure Manning, about that? We could have Brandon Manning at a higher price point than he is right now. Oh, in terms of UFA. Yeah, if okay. we had signed him as a UFA in the offseason instead, what was, his contract, what was his contract in Philly? Would it have been cheaper if we got him out of Philly? I think Probably. so. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think so. How do you sit there and have that? How do you pay this guy? Who who signs his check every two weeks and says, yep, you're doing a good job. Give yeah. it to him. I don't understand. And like, after when he spoke to the media, Shirelli looked like he hadn't slept in months. Oh, probably and to not. me, that's like, I know the dangers of driving without proper sleep. I assume trading, actually, I know trading with no sleep is also <laughs> just as dangerous. Anyway, Dan, go back to your spirit quest. Um, and then the second thing is, and here's, a, here's another positive for us, is that I think Shirelli may be gearing himself up for the new or the possibly vacated position of GM in Chicago. He's trying to <laughs> loosen up his, his, uh, his opposition. Well, he should have just threw, threw on, thrown himself in the trade then. Yep. Well, I would love that. Trade. I have arguably, <laughs> arguably, I think he's gone now. So hey, he's not some gone positives. yet, and we're still sitting here with That's a first round pick that we've all decided we should move a lottery protected first round pick. Who's making that decision? There is That's like terrifying, and this is at a point where everyone in the organization is pissed at him to begin with, and then he goes out and acquires the one guy in the entire NHL that you cannot have bring on your team. There was like all the kinds of media, to your point, Chris. There was all kinds of media guys going like. All right, I get why he's trading for defensemen, but this specific defenseman? Exactly, and I don't care if Connor McDavid like patched things up with him. If you're Milan Lucic or anybody in the roster that's not McDavid and you see Manning walk through those doors, I'm, I'll never forget what he did. 
and like you guys remember the chirps that they had on the ice and sure. just I remember like, the Pat Maroon fight that in the first game. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to put that Destroyed. past me. Yeah. It's like how can people look at this body of work? Here, put it another way. The only person that has been wrong as much as Peter Shirelli and still gets to keep his job is a weatherman. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump also? Well, that's that's a whole different ball. Okay. <laughs> that is a whole there's, different there's ball. There's many people. <laughs> Old Donald is having himself a fine time down there. And by fine, I mean awful. Anyway, Anyways. back to Manning. One thing I want to ask you guys about is I think we're all in agreement that the trade doesn't make any sense. We don't understand why this specific player was acquired. We don't understand why Peter Shirelli is still allowed to make deals in general. Before I go continue on, no bigger point than when Spectre said that same day, I heard Peter Shirelli tried to include Ryan Spooner in these trades and it didn't work. We're talking about fucking 45 days after he traded Ryan Strome for Ryan Spooner is trying to move on already. This is the guy that we really want to quote unquote improve this hockey team. It doesn't make sense. His plan is garbage. Move on. Get somebody else. Let Keith Gretzky take over. Let Craig McTavish go. Let Kevin Lowe take over. Hell, hire the four of us. We will do it as a team. We will not make one decision unless we are 4-0 voting it. We would make lots of Twitter polls, include everyone's opinion. <laughs> make Imagine this happen. GMing via Twitter poll. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it would do a better job because uh, like, if you go out to Oilers fans right now and be like, should I trade Drake Kajula for Brendan Manning? And everybody's like, what the fuck? Are you crazy? The problem with that is that there's 31 other or 30 other teams well, no, that their fans would come in. Only Oilers fans yeah. get decide. Yeah. We'll have like a little chat group or something. Yes. I understand people that thought maybe Drake was a little bit overpaid, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Okay. He was on pace for 20 goals. The Oilers are not scoring goals. And they are trading this guy. So when Gregor in this press conference says, well, Pete, who's going to, who's going <laughs> to score goals? And he's like, we need a dream shot. <laughs> and it's just oh, like, Pete was man. pissed when he saw that coming. I, I loved it because that told me specifically that Peter Shirelli wrote this just hit job carve piece that Gregor wrote on the nation that morning because he was ready for the Kevin Gravel question right out the gate. Uh, he uh, knew it was coming. First two words out of his face. He knew this is okay. Here we go. We're in it. Okay. Oh. And, and I love that his excuse for why Manning over Gravel is he's meaner as if meanness is what is holding this team back right now. Well, we were talking about that before we started recording, like is brand Manning just going to try to do everything possible to make up for, to the Edmonton Oilers and Conor McDavid. Oh, that's a hell of a segue, Chris. Hell of a segue. Thanks. So I want to know, in your guys' opinion, what can Brandon Manning do to not only win over the fans, but more importantly, win over his new pal, Connor? So right now, the Oilers are on the road, four-game road trip. Just finished up in Arizona. They're in LA for tomorrow. Rick, what do you think's going on over there? He's definitely getting him breakfast. He's making his bed, probably carrying his suitcase around, getting some dry cleaning done if that's needed. But on the ice... He's going to go play. He's going to do everything that you should pay a guy, I don't know, say six million ish. Six over seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything <laughs> he's supposed to do, that's what he's going to go do. I assume that as we're recording, it is noon here in the capital region. I assume that at 9 a.m., 8 a.m., Connor had a text on his phone Hey, man, I'm heading down to the buffet. You want me to bring <laughs> you up some breakfast? Some eggs, pancakes, waffles? What do you think? Coffee? Mrs. Need anything? I know. I know the girl. The ladies are down there. Maybe she needs something. He's like, oh, I noticed you put the room service plates just outside your door of the hotel room. I, uh, I, I did you a favor. Took those down for you. I also did you a favor, and I went down to the front desk and said, anything you put on your tab is now my tab. <laughs> I am also going to give you my daily. Uh, what is that called? Stipend. My daily stipend 
for any meals or whatever you need, you can have mine. Bring him the daily newspaper, maybe. Even read it to him. Oh, that's nice. Connor, you go and you like maybe have a nice tub. Connor's having a tub, so he's Brandon Manning's opened the paper. He's reading the daily news. Can you imagine if Brandon Manning started doing media appearances for Connor? Oh, and Connor's just standing like slightly behind him. <laughs> As the representation of Connor McDavid, this is what we feel. The advocate of Connor McDavid. Oh, that's a good one. What do you think Brandon Manning needs to do to win over the fans, Dan? For me, it's uh, he can't. I don't know. It like it. It's going to take somebody else greasing Connor. Never, never made that happen. Uh, and Manning being the one that Patrick ruins him. To be fair, over. anybody on the team, if, if anybody does anything stupid to any of our players and Manning gets involved, yeah, then we're going to sit there and get by. But at the end of the day, it's not worth everything that's paid for. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's not, uh, you can be happy, you can be happy with them each game as it goes. But when you step back at the end of the year, you're going to look back and go, sorry, dude, that's not enough. <laughs> Honestly, but it's not on you. It's on. Oh, yeah. No, Pete. no. That's it's been on, that's been he, the argument all along. It's not on Chris Russell. It's not, not on, on Larson. It's not, it's not on Russell. On, it's not yeah. on Miko. It's not, it's not on, on anybody. Strom, it's not on Spooner. This is the GM that has brought them all in and made them try and answer for sins that they never committed. <laughs> Again, going back 45 days after feeling like Ryan Strom <sighs> is not good enough to be an Edmonton Oiler, he's trying to move Ryan Spooner up. It doesn't make sense. Spooner is at 3.1 because New York, for some reason, was gracious enough to withhold some salary. Still got another year on him, and he is z- producing zero. Was he going to be just, just a toss-in and nothing else, or was it like a toss-in, but then we want so-and-so back? I don't know, man. It's just got to be a toss-in at this point. Free up cap space because there is so much dead weight on this roster that I just don't understand how you can continue on the way it is without trimming some of that you've got a third line grit tensity line identity line whatever the fuck you want to call it today that's like getting paid 10 million bucks ballpark producing zero although i did like cast up on the first line i thought he had oh, like yeah. that pass totally. to connor on that little area pass mm-hmm. against arizona and chris would like you to give him credit because he was the one that called that uh, i in, did see you in going February back in- of 2018 i tweeted that. yes <laughs> So don't forget that ever. Twice. He tweeted about in, it twice in two, in two days. days. Last so. thing I want to mention on Manning is I saw people talking about how he was enemy number one. He came back. We've also been through the situation with Zach Cassian. Yep. Do you guys see any comparables? To me, I don't because by the time Cassian was brought in, Ganya was already gone. So they didn't, pay, they didn't play together. So it was kind of like, yeah, I'm mad at you, but all right the other we'll guys, see how this goes. yeah the other guy's gone now so it's not that big of a deal chris thoughts i think manning does have an opportunity to uh impress me i don't know about you guys and other oiler fans and kind of change my thoughts on him uh the same way zach casting came in here i know Ganya wasn't on the team at the time but casting came in and people were very hesitant on his history and the way he played but he casting did a great job earning our love the playoffs helped him when he potted a couple big goals and a couple big fights but i think if manning plays kind of like that dirty side just like acts a little bit crazy like i think back when cassian leveled that whoever from behind turned around oh, Olivia Ekman, yeah whipped off both his gloves and just like was ready to fight <laughs> if, if manning came in there and knocked him out yeah, yeah, yeah. if he manning kind of chop right to the if right manning the plays a little on the edge and just like does a couple crazy things just entertainment wise he fights every few games like i think uh and all he needs is an opportunity for someone to even like touch connor and he jumps in there and fights him I think that's a good good start. 
that would be a good start. I just, uh, my concern is he's just not good enough of a actual player. Yeah. There Where Cassian some, has always had some skill. There's maybe, some upside to Cassian. There's some upside to Cassian. He's got some hands. As we saw that pass, Leon with a ridiculous pass up to Cassian. He feathers it over perfectly in area pass to Connor. Those are some hands that he's got that got him drafted in the first round. I'm just concerned that Manning isn't good enough. That's it. That's it. It's a valid concern. Yeah, I know. And I mean, and how many, uh, Minutes was did Manning play? Manning's averaging right now 13 19 with okay. the Oilers. And there you go. If you play, I mean, Castings probably was around that same time, but if you're only playing 13 minutes a game, you're you don't have many opportunities to show I think, off. I think to your point, too, Chris, I think playoffs have a way of erasing a lot of yeah, totally. sins of, of previous times. I think Lucic is a good example of that where people kind of forget how, how slow he is in his off games. When he has a good playoff run, um, and a bl- bad playoff run, he got a very quality player was, shipped out of town. Yeah, I was just gonna say that yeah. for a guy that one step later you can't just include in a fucking trade. Yep. Wow. And yep. The, and the best part about that, talking about Spooner, obviously, is that he got traded or acquired right before Hitch came in, and you know damned well that Ryan Strom is a better Hitchcock player than Ryan Spooner who's barely playing right now. How is Hitch not sitting there like yelling at anybody who wants to listen outside of like outside of Pete? Now we okay, watching this, now we know why Gretzky's always loaded. Yeah. I mean he's around all, the team more. That causes me to drink. <laughs> he's around way more than I am. No wonder he can't do a, an eleven AM presser because he's had a couple already. Amen. Casually coasting through the day, enjoying yourself, living your best life, Wayne. Are you saying? Are you? Were you saying why isn't Hitch giving anyone else pressure? Like, in no, but, yeah. Why isn't he yelling at anybody? Oh well, with he's, a not white ruff, collar, he's not He's not ruffling this, any feathers. He just this, wants to. He has to be sitting there going, "Guys, this team's this is ridiculous." He's not trying to say it, but he's saying it in in in, in pressers now. Yeah, like we're doing everything we can. Like, guys, this is. Not a and this is not a playoff roster. Yeah, like we got it. three big guys up front, and after that, nada. Yeah, well, just like the other day when he sent Nuge McDavid yeah. Drysaddle off <laughs> right, practice early. They're like, all right, you guys have done enough. You, everyone Quick else, breather. stay here. But yeah. Hitch, did you say, motherfuckers are here with me, <laughs> and we're gonna run drills all day. Go ahead, Dan. At the end of the game, there, the last game, Hitch did give credit to the new acquisitions of Manning and Petrovic. And he will. And he, he's and, very good yeah, at that stuff. No, exactly. But he's the, after a couple of losses, when he's not spitting sunshine up everyone's ass, <laughs> you're going to get more of the truth. Yeah. And he's biting his tongue. Oh, I think damn well yeah. this team's not where it should be. If you can't win with... Well, I love the people... I'm going to step back. I love the people that blame McClellan for things. You bring in one of the winningest coaches of all time, and he can't squeeze... More than you know, what two, three goals a game out of yeah, his roster without holding it back. Like they're going full trap sometimes because they have to. Because they have to. It's exactly right. And this is one person and one person only has signed off every year on this. And that is and that's Pete. He's, I, he's got to go. Got to go. I agree. Thanks to our friends at Get Sauced. GetSauced.com for hooking us up with. The second half hour of the podcast, I've missed them. Get sauce. I need you guys to send me some stuff. I was looking at my fridge the other day. Chris, I made some nugs. I was looking for some delicious sauce options. You made some nugs? Yeah, yeah. Like we just went... frozen nugs? No, 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 no. Homemade nugs? Homemade nugs. Wow. We did the breading, the old double breading. What part of the chicken did you use? Oh, we were using, uh, we, uh, we used some breast. We got some, we went to the store, got some nice chicken breasts. Okay. 
Cut up the get the whole thing, cut them up into little chunks. Get some boneless, skinless chicken thighs too, if you want. A little oh, yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. nice. That'd, that'd be, be really good. nice. A little bit of fat content in there. That'd be delightful. Because mm-hmm. anyway, you know, okay. I need some sauce. I got no sauce. I like seeing everybody who got guest sauce for uh, Christmas presents. That was was there the pictures coming in? Yeah, I oh, didn't get man. any from my family. Cough, cough. They ruined it. But uh, but lots of other people did, so that's great. I'm happy for them. Shout out to Get Sauced. If you want to check out all their options, go see them at 96 258th Avenue here in Edmonton, Alberta, or check them out, getsauce.com. If you want to use the old phone machine, 780-462-2418. Again, that's 780-462-2418. Boys, we talked a lot about secondary scoring here so far, so I want to dive right into it. This morning, I did a What Would You Do Wednesday Friday edition talking about how could you how could you squeeze more offense out of what we currently have, or do you have to go outside of the organization? And this stat just was jarring. So far this season on, where are we? January 4th, 2019, the Oilers have 114 goals scored. 59 of those have come from Connor, Leon, or Nuge, which equals 52% of the total offense. If you add in Alex Chase on 16 goals, then you've got 66% of the goals coming from four players. It's very funny. You got to laugh at that. Yeah? If it wasn't so infuriating, After it would almost be impressive. Royals, maybe you can laugh. Right? <laughs> It's what do you so guys think right about now. like when you see those numbers? Sixty-six percent of the offense has been produced by four players. What is like? What does that mean? Well, for a team that's had its offense based around Connor McDavid since he started here, it's not surprising. Um, he's he's been factored in in around forty to fifty percent of the goals himself uh, since he's since he's come to the Oilers via the draft. Um, so that's not entirely surprising. Um, and the fact that we just throw in Drake Kajula, our top five Thank scorer, uh, into a trade this week, this past weekend, um, you know, that's also not surprising. So it's, it's just, it's the team, it's the team that, and it's the, it's the myth method to the madness that is Peter Shirelli, the team that he's created. And, and here we are. The frustrating thing is I think whatever team Connor plays for, he's going to score thir- 20 to 30 Forty percent of the goals, maybe not forty. That's lots. No, but, you look uh, at go look at like the other players. What what does Sid do, or what was Sid doing in the first couple of years? What was you know look at some comparables there. I think he's no, no, no. But like probably fair there, but yeah, you're exactly right. Though. But the problem here is that Nuge, Drysaddle, and McDavid are not any of Peter Trelli's players that he brought in. Well, in my converse or my argument during one of my many rants this this holiday season was that. Every team has a couple players that stir the drink. That's just the case. You know, of course. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are, what, undefeated since November, uh, have Kucherov and Stamkos. That if you take them off the team, sure, that team is... You've still uh, got Braden Point. You've still got... And that's exactly Victor it. Hedman. You've still got... The team is, the team is not McDonough. as good. It's not as great. It's probably not as dominant, but they're still a playoff team because they have they have the guys that can, can cover up for those issues. We lose Alex Chieson and nobody scores a goal other than Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl and Connor. Uh, also in the same article, Dan, to the further that point, the last eight goals the Oilers have scored have been from those three players. Yeah. That goes back three games. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the stats page, six of the top seven scorers on this team were here before Peter Shirelli got here. And I'm counting Connor in that because he didn't do shit to get him. I could have gone up and drafted Connor. Yeah. There was no skill there. So, when you have six of your top seven guys being here already, and then you look down the list at all the guys he's brought in, just dragging balls behind, it just it doesn't make sense. Well, and then you look at the list that he's given away to. Taylor Halls, you've got your Jordan Eberle's, you've got now Drake, who is a, a depth scorer on a team that has none. Like, Well, and that's a frustrating thing, too, because I don't think anybody around this table is like, 
man, this team is a Drake Kajula away from a Stanley Cup playoff run. But but here we are, and we're frustrated by the loss of a Drake Kajula because this team has such poor winger depth. This is where they put us. So it's just, yeah. it's Because you need guys like Drake Kajula that are making kind of that lower end money in a sense that, that are chipping in 10, 15 goals. I can play 20 if you're lucky. Line. And yeah, like injuries always happen. Knock him up in the lineup. Like Chase on's down. So then you see a guy like Drake getting a chance. But now you don't have that opportunity. And instead, you've got guys that have zero goals being plugged into spots. Like I was a big fan of the Tobias Reader signing. Mm-hmm. I still like the guy as a player. But having him in your top six is an option with Nuge on one side and then Pooley. And I'm a big Pooley Arvey guy too. But I also think he should be in the AHL. Yeah, we're hanging our hopes on two 20-year-olds. Peter Shirelli decimated the depth up front and replaced it with third-pairing defensemen. And that is a huge problem. It's like, remember during the Olympics back in the, like, say, the 90s, where Petro-Canada had all those collector's cups for the Olympics and they had the little gold trim around them? Those are third-pairing defensemen, and Shirelli wants the whole set. He wants them all. He wants to put them in his china cabinet and look at them and be like, wow, these are useless, but I like to look at them. Wait, you're not supposed to have those in your China cabinet? <laughs> That's my whole China cabinet. It's all Petro Canada glasses. Do you think there's any combination, line combinations, anything that we currently have that can improve the secondary scoring? I think consistency is a huge thing. I think that and I and I know Hitchcock has Hitchcock has just been grasping at straws to try and get any kind of offense he can um throughout the lineup. But I, I just I I still argue with a guy like Jesse, um, with a guy like even like Reader, where when they get some chemistry with one of their centermen, that that there's that there's more there than trying to slide Reader in for a game up on the second line and then back down to the fourth line. Yeah, like, or Ratty in for a game and then Ratty back down to the fourth line. Kara Nuge and Puliarvi was a great line. I don't know why they got like they never JJ got, got they never came back after the suspension. Yeah, JJ got suspended for those two games, came back, but they didn't go back to that again, and I don't understand that. I don't know I, if you keep you keep playing the same guys who aren't scoring. I feel like it's driving driving on a flat tire and hoping it's going to get some air in it. I don't mind <laughs> pumping some guys in, like put Zach up, but Zach's going to have three games up there. Right. So understand this: come game four, you're going to have to put somebody else there. Yeah. And that is where the coaches their hands are tied. You can't just keep playing guys who aren't producing. Yeah. You're just driving on a flat tire. So but you no one's producing. So exactly. So we've been we've been changing the lineups every three games for like four years straight. So I think it's a, I think that answers our question about our current. I wonder why you have to do that. Yeah. It's almost as if the coaches haven't been the problem the whole time. The yeah, but we won nine games issue. in, in 11 after Todd McClellan got fired. So wrong. I also <laughs> lo- like, I love that argument too. And yes, I enjoyed that winning streak. Of course I did. I want the Oilers to be as best, the best team they possibly can. However, you look deeper and you're like, Oh, Koskinen's let in one goal in like three weeks in three weeks. And you're like, Oh shit, that's probably not going to go on. There was, there was in that winning streak or winning run, I guess there were two games where they won one, nothing, one, nothing wins. I, you take those all day. I did a booze cast after, and I had a good time doing it. However, man, one, nothing. You can't win in the NHL like that. You can't, you can't, but I want to end this off on a positive. Chris, please do. All three of McDryanuch are on pace for career highs this year. Connor's on pace for 126. <laughs> Leon's on pace for 103. Hey, Nuge is on he's pace. He's still overpaid, though. 
He's yeah. still overpaid. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. He's a 100-point player. The guy sucks. Oh, is he? Okay. Nuge is on pace for 75 points. Who are you most happy for out of those three guys? Nuge. 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 I think the fact that, and I mean, it's just cliche to go after Connor, but or to be happy for Connor, but the fact that he's going to like, if he if he stays on pace, which he's heating up, arguably. You know he's back get, half of the season, buddy. That's his go time. But if he stays oh, on he pace. Of last year. If he stays on pace right now, he will like shatter the glass ceiling of the recent top scorers in the NHL, yeah. which has been him. Um, but he he'll he'll crush that. I don't I can't remember the last time we had a we had a player over 100 and like 105 points. You're gonna have to go back in the glory days. Like Joe uh, Joe Thornton. No, no, I, Joe Thornton had a hundred. Oh, just in the NHL in general. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. Yeah, that, I remember Sid late. getting 120 early on in his career. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Okay, Joe so Thornton's yeah. been over 100. Um, he had like 100 assists one year. <laughs> But, but that just makes it even more crazy that you've got your three best players, 126, 103, 75, and you're still five points out of a wild yeah, card spot. We're a bubble team, if that. Five points out of a wild card spot midway through the season, and people are saying this is good enough? Connor's career is a finite thing, and they're disrespecting it, and it pisses me off. Chris, I said I was going to end it off on a positive. Yeah, I'm, 126 I, points I'm for Connor. I'm angry again. Wow. 126 points for Connor. Now, let's go get Leon in the All-Star game. Yeah, we should get like, that's weird, man. I, I, I don't really care about the all-star game at all. I don't think, I think it's dumb. I get why they do it. It's for kids. It's for a schmoozing event. It's all the sponsors come out. Everybody has a good time and they, you know, everyone gets paid. I actually like the three on three tournament a lot better than what it used to be. Oh, three on three is fantastic. But at the same point, like I love when guys get asked what they think about not making the all-star t- all-star game. Like they ask Marner. He's like, yeah, I don't care. And then they ask Leon. He's like, oh, it'd be a great honor. But you don't mean that Leon. Come on, man. You're telling me you wouldn't rather spend a week in Mexico with the boys or wherever it is that they go off to. I think you got to go at least once. So you get that one time out of your way. Then you're like, hey, you know, I don't care if I ever go again, but you want to go. He wants to, he wants to be there. You know, he does. You want, you don't want to see Connor, Leon and Eric Carlson. Oh, I'd play be great. three on three. It'd be fantastic. That'd be ridiculous. I would like to see Eric Carlson on the Edmonton Oilers. That's uh, not going to happen, Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. It's not, not going to happen because apparently we need to trade real players to get third pairing defensemen. I don't think he's Sharks. mean enough. I don't think no, he's, he's mean definitely enough. not mean. Oh, he's enough. not mean enough. But and Shirelli loves. If somebody pulled up the tweets, I wish I knew that guy's Twitter handle because it's hilarious. He pulled up all the times where Shirelli has said over the last couple of years that it's oh. not a sexy player. Oh god, every trade, it's not a sexy move, but something we had to do. See, is that now? I wonder, is that a is that a shout out to Oilers Nation because we're not going to be using pictures of of uh, Brandon Manning's abs? Is he is he worried that we we're do we worried he doesn't have any that he's not going to be sexy enough? Hey man, for us? tarps off, buddy. Let's see what those things are. Let's see what's he's doing. He's got under him. There. He's got him. So, we're posting them everywhere. So oh, yeah. are we challenging Shirelli's claim that they're not sexy? Should we find some sexy Ryan Spooner photos? Well, I'm just waiting for him to trade Oscar Clefbaum, who's arguably too sexy, for like the corpse of Cal Clutterbuck, because he's not sexy. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. Too sexy for not sexy. That's just how it seems to go. I want to give another shout out to our friends at Get Sauced. Spice up your life. Improve the situation in your mouth. Your mouth feelings deserve it, Chris. They've got excellent sauces. They've got some kind of, they've got rimmers. They've got all the things you need for your kitchen. Go check them out, getsauce.com. Give them a call, 780-462-2418. Or you want to email? I got that for you. Sales at getsauce.com sales at getsauce.com. Go check them out, 9620 58th Avenue, right here in Edmonton, Alberta. We do a lot of uh, giveaways for Get Sauce. I saw Get Sauce gave away a, uh, a sample pack of sauces over the Christmas break on their social media. 
I was talking to Dusty. Dusty will be back with Inside the Nation next week. Yeah, Dusty does tons of giveaways on Inside the Nation on Facebook. Check him out on our Facebook page every Monday and Thursday. He does the giveaways on Monday at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Yeah, so follow Get Sauced. Uh, watch Inside the Nation videos. There's tons of chances to win some sample packs from them. Boys, uh, we just wrapped up. Well, I guess it's not over. But Canada just wrapped up their World Juniors. And one of the craziest Aww. kind of ends to a game that I've seen in a while. Uh, the tying goal for Finland. Lucky bounce. Goes in the net. They go to OT. Old man Bouchard gets a, <laughs> a breakaway in overtime. Burst of speed there. Oh, man. The big man was moving. I have never seen a 35-year-old hustle like that for a loose puck. You know, that you know he Especially in the World Junior. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the World Junior. Uh, come on. I'm pretty sure Panarin did it, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So what I want to talk about is a couple of things. Uh, obviously, Canada lost overtime. Weirdest sequence. Had a wide open net. Broken stick. Goes back the other way. Finland scores to end it. What I want to talk about is the people reacting on Comtois' Instagram page, just social media in general, to the point where his agent had to release a statement saying, you're all fucking idiots, to paraphrase. I wish that's what it said. And that's what it should have said. So what I want to know is your guys' thoughts on, first of all, the reaction, and then secondly, that his agent had to come out and say something on his behalf. Dan, I'll start with you. I, for one, am shocked that the internet got ugly. <laughs> I've never, yeah, exactly not I've never seen this happen before in my life. No, it, I don't know. It's we we live in a faceless world with the internet, and is that a people, shot at me? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, that's your that's your birth name. Yes, so I'm a birth so, certificate. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it sucks. It's 18 year old kids. Like get over yourself. I get I get being upset by something. But good lord, they're they're out there representing the country. Have have some sense about yourself. Just just log off of Instagram if you're going to be that angry. Just don't even log in. But yeah, of all those people that said anything, how many games have they watched of this kid play without oh. the maple leaf on his chest? Would they even known who he is? That's a great Absolutely point. Not great point. No is the answer. So just shut the fuck up. Honestly, what did you lose out of it? Absolutely nothing. Keep watching the hockey. Are you watch like the hockey's great? It's not professional, so there's a lot of mistakes out there. Anything can happen, as we just saw what happened in the last bit. That's part of the fun of World Juniors. That's part of the fun of minor hockey. That is what that's part of the fun of sports in general before it turned into a big business. You used to go back when we were kids. You could sit there and watch everything. You could be four and 27 in the year and you still think we have a chance for the playoffs. Why? Because this is my team and this is what I cheer for. We're taking this way, shit way too far. Like, yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous to me. And wasn't there like, wasn't there any part of these people that just watched what happened and be like, man, that is good sports right there. Take your allegiance to Canada out of it. You're a Canadian. Okay, fine. You're a hockey fan. I get that. But wasn't there any part of you that looked, man, like, wow, that was a crazy fucking ending to that game. Man, I laughed. I laughed when they scored. I was like, this can't can't be happening right now. And my heart broke for those kids. But at the same time, it's like, wow, that's that's what the World Juniors are all about. Like a last minute game time goal in the quarterfinals. Like that's a classic World Junior moment. And then for the ending sequence... Like that's hockey. We're past the point where Canada is so dominant at the world juniors that they're just going to roll through everybody. I remember the 2003 world juniors where Crosby and the gets laughs and the Perry's were on that team. And it was like, is that three or five? uh, five. It was in the lockout year. 
Was it? Yeah, because okay. then Sid was everybody's like that team was ridiculous. That team was ridiculous, and I remember them stomping through like ten nothing wins, yeah, seven nothing no wins, and people are just like, "What the fuck?" Nobody's going to touch them. At some point, that's not fun to watch anymore. Yeah, it's not. We sit here and complain about women's hockey in the Olympics because Canada, USA, that's it. They yeah. shit on everybody else. Now we're at a point where there's actual competition out there. Things can go either way. And it was a couple of bad breaks. So that's actually, I don't want to get away from the Comtois thing, but now that you're speaking about it, the Team Canada has now meddled in just three of the past seven years. So is are we seeing Team Canada starting to fall from the No, we're seeing everybody else catch up. Well, and that's yeah. what I was, and I was going to allude to that too, is that something that I did when I was, when this all happened was look back and saw uh, because there, there was a whole conversation when Canada beat uh, Denmark. Yeah, Denmark. Yeah. Denmark, 14 to nothing. That there was like a, you know, like, why are we doing this to these kids kind of argument. And back in 2011, Canada beat Team Finland 8 to 1 in the World Juniors. Crushed them. And here we are in 2019. Dude, we lost That's to cool. Kazakhstan. We lost it to Kazakhstan Canada in like 97 or something like that. And then uh, to further that point, uh, Switzerland, who's now in the... Uh, semis in the semis lost or beat sorry lost to Finland in 1979 in the world juniors 19 to one <laughs> so like so it, it's it's I think it's I think we're kind of we lose the as as bag milk said we lose a little bit of kind of um concept uh because Canada we're so used to Canada being dominant in our sport quote unquote uh and so when so when Canada isn't dominating there's there's a there's a certain amount of emotion and pain there but it, but it's exciting for the sport to see to see a Finland come. Either up way, like don't go on the internet. Don't try and tag people. Don't start yelling stupid bullshit at them. You would if you don't say it to their face. Don't say it on the internet. Done. The thing is that like this sounds sad, but the, us saying this isn't going to help. No, like it's great the agency no. came out and defended him, but that's not going to help. Nothing's going to. It's help. getting worse every year, and like it's not stopping. Yeah. So, it's- and it's also, I think it's also a thing too for for Comtois and any player that plays for Team Canada. And I'm sure it's part of their whole their whole package when it comes to helping these players is that they 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 know how to deal with this stuff and they it's know how to prepare them for seven years exactly. old. They I've know seen how to a lot of bad it. parents in Tier Four novice hockey, yep. let alone World Junior, like top of the line. Yep. So they, I think they're they're Maxime Comtois is probably more better prepared for this kind of treatment than anybody yeah. that would get this kind of barrage. Um, and it, and it just, it's, it's part of life now. I think uh, just to end this, I think Wheaton oil who actually, I just found out if you don't follow Wheaton oil on, uh, on Twitter, you should, he's a, he's a good follow for the fancy stats, but I just found out yesterday. He's like a, he's a doctor. He's a legitimate doctor what? that deals in psychological issues. And oh, he did a thread that. about what you're doing to somebody when you are just taking shots at them blindly on the internet. If you haven't read that thread yet, it's about 10 tweets or so go through and read it. It's well worth the read because you're a fucking idiot. And just because you're upset that Canada lost doesn't give you the right to go shit on a 17 year old kid. Who's probably living out his dream in a sense, playing for his Canada playing for Canada at the world juniors shit on the shit on the company that made the stick that exploded. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Come on. Oh, by the way, shout out to the shout out to Finland or the, whatever that stick producer was. Finnish stick producer, yeah, Pekka, I think it is, <laughs> for sending a stick here, saying, "Hey, oh, I heard you were using those Canadian." Sent it to Noah Dobson. <laughs> Noah Dobson gets the free yeah. stick from Finland. That's a quality <laughs> troll. That's a quality troll. Shout out to Finland. You're okay by me, Finland. Uh, I want to jump back to the Oilers now. 
We're midway through the year. Tomorrow's game against Los Angeles, which is my game, the Lucic goal drop, by the way. We'll cover that in a second. I just want to know real quick, halfway through, where were you right? Where were you wrong? Chris, I'm going to start with you. Looking at the Oilers, where were you right? Where were you wrong? From our beginning, our preseason predictions? Yeah. I'd say I nailed Nuge, Drysaddle, McDavid, but I think that's an easy prediction for everyone. Like they are, like <laughs> Nuge, and, Nuge and Drysaddle are having great. Nuge is having a great bounce back year, or I guess a progression year. Progression. Same with Drysaddle and obviously Connor's Connor. Uh, where I was wrong. Peter Trelli is making us even more upset. You know what? Yeah, I'll go with that route. I was expecting Trelli to make it up to us and to do better. And I've been uh, wrong there. And he's uh, just pissed us off even more. <laughs> and like, just when you think he can't piss us off even more, he goes and acquires Brandon Manning. Like, what else, what's he going to do take next? Drake too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know, like, I don't really know what I was right on, if anything. Uh, but I do know I was wrong on, I thought Jujar Kara was due for a, a bigger year than he's had so far. I'm not saying that he's had I a think bad he's had year. a good year. I'm not saying he's had a bad year. Especially all, the last month's been good. But I thought, yeah, I thought he was going to, he was going to really propel himself into a uh, huge role this year. Maybe it's still coming. Uh, I also was very wrong about Cam Talbot. Um, just statistically, he hasn't had, uh, hasn't had a great season so far. And on that note too, I agree. And I think we were all wrong about Koskinen oh, as well. I, I don't think there's a person. I don't, I can't look back just in my brain and think of anybody that was like, you know what? I think Miko Koskinen is going to be the starter by mid December, you know, and, and there was a point where he was. So, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's still too small of a, of a, of a process to look at Koskinen as a win or a loss right now. Uh, I think he's definitely done better than we assumed he might. Yeah. Uh, coming from the K and his contract has no movement and other guys coming out for whatever. Uh, Definitely uh, the three big ones up up the middle. Oscar's played really well. GM still doing exactly what I expected him to do. <laughs> Flat tire. Uh, the team, unfortunately, I thought would be a little bit better right now. Uh, obviously, we're still pretty more you know midway, so we still have a chance to get in there. I still think we uh, we still get in there in the top three of our division. Other than that, yeah, no, it's pretty much the kind of way, the way we expected. For me, where I was right is I predicted a career high for Nuge, so he's on pace. He's making me look smart on that one, although I just love that kid. I've loved him for seven years, Chris. I'm not going to stop now. Mm-hmm. You can't if you love someone for seven years. I think it goes the rest of your lifetime, isn't it? I'm pretty sure that's how that works. And you know what? Just as an aside, you know, as an aside uh, somebody asked Low Tide the other day, what are some of his favorite Oilers players not named Gretzky or McDavid or whatever? And Nuge was on his list. And that just, you know what? When Low Tide says something like that, that always makes me happy. Uh, I was also right about um, Oscar Clefbaum bouncing back. I mean, that was a safe bet now that Very he was healthy. Uh, I mean, fuck, man. It sucks he's got broken fingers from just an inadvertent shot to the hand. God damn, does that suck. I was way wrong. I said Lucic was going to score 20 <laughs> goals this oh year. Oh, my God. I remember too. this one. Yeah, for sure. I was I was low on Lucic, and I'm... I only missed my total by out. four goals, for the record. <laughs> I was way wrong on Lucic. I said he was going to score 20. I said uh, Pugliarvi was going to score 22. Uh, doesn't look like I'm going to get anywhere close on those unless Pugliarvi goes on a heater on this back end. I was way wrong on Koskinen. Happy to admit it. Um, I still don't like the idea of handing a no-move clause to an unproven UFA, but you know it is what it is. It's only a one year, so... It's only one year, so I was way wrong on those, and 
I hate that I was right about Shirelli. I hate that I was right that he should have been fired 18 months ago. Um, nice to see the media jumping on board finally. Slowly. Uh, yep. Slowly very, they're very getting slowly. there. Welcome to the train. But I was right for a year and a half. And I don't like being right. Especially in this instance. Anybody else got anything else you're thinking about? Right? Wrong? Well, just kind of to touch on Koskinen. It's cool that Koskinen's going through a slump now. Actually, he played well last game, so... You went I one even, bad period, though. Really, that's all it yeah. was. Yeah, but now would just be a prime opportunity for Talbot to jump in and take that net back. This is where I just I give Talbot three or four in a row. Okay, listen. Yeah, you go know with the it. hot streak's this over. You. This is your team. And if Let's we go. make the playoffs, go, like if Koskin plays bad for the rest of the year and we make the playoffs still, we owe him so much for that those ten games that he played. I'm happy, very happy to admit being wrong on that one. Yeah. Um. You know what? Sometimes a blind squirrel finds a nut. And Shirelli found one. So I'll give him credit for Koskinen. What can you do? Same with Chase on. I'll give him credit for that. That was a, oh, an excellent PTO, though. I've heard through the grapevine that that wasn't necessarily his idea to bring him in on the PTO. So maybe partial marks. Not horribly surprised. I want to end off this podcast. We are running a little bit long. Jared, enjoy editing and don't cut <laughs> anything out, sucker. Lucic Gold Draft. We are now 13 games in. And he has got a whopping zero up on the board since we started this. He's Rick, making our record look as bad as his. He is not making us look good. But Rick, my friend, you have spent six of your 11 games. Your seventh comes up Sunday against Anaheim. Ooh, he's not I, doing... Ooh, no, I feel good about Anaheim. <laughs> he's, he's not coming through for you so far, pal. Uh, Chris, myself, and Dan have had two of our 11 games. Cam had his first on New Year's Eve. Cam was trying to crowbar in a half point considering Lucic hit the post. We are not allowing any of that. I think I got a. I think I got a primary assist on one of my games there. I feel like you did. However, we I changed the rules too, immediately before the draft. We might have. <laughs> you know what? We might have to go into a tiebreaker here to see who wins this thing based on assists. Yeah, go back and look at all the games. I had a. I had a post and an assist. I was, so I think honestly, the, uh, he was this. I know, really bad. He was like three Absolute inches away nonsense. from a good tip, and I think that tip was going to go in the net. <laughs> uh, I was so certain the game against Tampa before Christmas. I'm like, this is the one. Tampa's going to be mailing in. They're going to be in vacation mode. This is the one. He didn't even get a shot on goal. I was campaigning <laughs> hard for him to get on the ice against uh, against the Coyotes when after we were this, up after 3-1. The first empty net and goal. people were real stressed out about that one. That's what I thought he was going to I wanted there. him out there bad, and Hitchcock didn't even give him that one. Looking ahead, uh, the four of us outside of Rick have the bulk of our games coming in in the last half. How are you feeling about the last half? Right now, he's on pace for two goals this season oh dear god two goals so he's on pace for what he has right now no he has one goal he has one goal two in the calendar year of 2018 i'm uh as i said at the beginning of the season when i chose all the games in february still looking forward to that month (laughs) because that's the time he's going to shine uh looking at the draft board itself i've got a game i've got tomorrow's game against los angeles rick has sunday's game cam comes in with his second one against san jose i don't like his chances there i got florida Dan's got Arizona, a couple of cams against Buffalo and Van. Dan's back against Calgary. So we finish out a lot of January. We're going to even this out. Rick, you've only got two games in January, my friend. That's okay. That's okay. You've got Sunday against Anaheim, and mm-hmm. you've got the 22nd against Detroit right oh, before the... I like the- that Anaheim game. It's going to be a big, heavy game. Big, heavy game. Big, heavy player. <laughs> <laughs> sure. you got to admire Rick's... Uh- stick to itiveness any of you did you get a glimmer of hope in your heart with games coming up that 
when Lucic was temporarily, albeit for like three and a half seconds, up with Nuge on the second line, where you're like, all right, here he goes. Let's do it. He still doesn't like stand in front of the net yet. Like at this point, you just honestly, you two guys, other, other two forwards, you guys go in the corners the whole time. I am standing in front of this <laughs> damn net. I'm not moving. Yeah. Throw the puck to the net every single time. Even when he's there, his stick's not on the ice. Uh, like nah. some, like he's in increase the size of your pants, shin pads, make yourself a little bit wider. Do anything, man. It's a it's a tough sled. There's been a couple points in games where you you just feel like he's got a little extra step, and maybe it's coming. Yeah, I don't then, have seen those a couple times. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I just think it's I think it's coming down to it's just going to be like I think Rick said before the podcast. It's a lottery ball at this point. It's going to go off his shin pad. Get him and, a Ryan Smith. Yeah. Yeah. flat blade <laughs> that's goal number two yeah get him that stick get him leon stick that big old paddle of his is deflecting shots anything, all over the place man, anything like Somebody's connor should give him his stick for the game nothing. just like use this it's got some good luck to it or like connor <laughs> rubs all his sticks up against his body or something yeah i played with a guy in uh in junior b chris who he, when he was looking for a goal he used to stick his his stick in the trash can so he was like it's garbage goal time okay. i'm in there you go. Hey, Luch, maybe you just stick your your sticks in the trash can, pal. He's not going to score anymore, and then he's going to have like a Pisani-type playoffs. Bef- could you imagine? Yes, oh, I man, could, he finishes actually. the regular season with two goals and goes on a ripping heater. 14 <laughs> goals in the playoffs on the way to the finals. Before let's we sign it. off, let's uh, let's head to Twitter. We got a couple quick questions. I just want to answer one. Thanks to everyone who sent us their questions. Um, Malignant Manny asked, uh, who do you guys think will be gone by the trade deadline? Uh, and then he talks about Lucic. So let, go around the room. Uh, if there's one player that's gone by trade, trade deadline, who do you think it is? Uh, it's going to be one of those bottom level defensemen or like a spooner, really. There's, so you don't think a big trade is... Or, if I'm going to say first round, first, first round draft pick then. He's not a player, but Fair. That's, that's, the, that's the only thing you can move without putting a, a huge hole in this team to try and increase it. To I'm going to go it. ahead and say something. He's going to be doing more tinkering or at least attempting to tinker in the sense that he's just burning the edges of the sheet of paper. So I'm going to go ahead and say a guy like Matt Benning, you're gone. Matt Benning, when you're I, gone. Because Petrovic's here, maybe. I think it's been said before that when Sakara comes back, we have to make a deal now. And I think that when Sakara comes back, you're going to see, yeah, probably a defenseman like Matt Benning go out the door. Uh, and I guess I believe that he'll deal Spooner for something lesser than what Spooner is. I actually, so, you know what? I actually, I'm going to disagree, Dan, because I don't think he's going to find somebody to get out of his mistakes like Chicago did with him. I was just going to say, Chicago believed that they couldn't do it with Manning. We just have to find another Shirelli. So I think uh, Shirelli is going to sell the farm, do what he can to make playoffs, because that's his primary goal right now. He, he's, he knows he's gone if they don't make playoffs. And Elliot Friedman hinted last Stop week. It. Don't no, even say it. Don't. I already know what you're saying. This no. Is- Jesse Pugliarvi. You're going Jesse Pugliarvi as your guy to go? I don't want him gone. I didn't say I want him gone, but I will not be surprised if Pugliarvi is involved uh, in a... If the if a if a move is there, I would not be surprised if he's Chris's microphone has been turned off. Thank you. <laughs> it's over for him. Good. God, I hate this team. I hate them. Yeah, I love them, it's but terrifying. I hate them. Are there any other questions that that uh... Uh, we answered? We answered a couple. Uh, RCR Dad Ten asked about New Year's resolutions. Okay. Um, Sherwood Ford uh, inquired about the Ford Escorts. Hey, um, that that's on you for Sherwood Ford. 
Yeah, we what need are they acquiring vote? Like what colors? Just, or? just checking. Hey, color don't matter. Do we want four doors or two doors? Hey, that don't matter to me either. That's Although, fair. you know what? Four door would be nice. Frank needs a space to ride in the back. I gotcha. It might you be nice I mean? to have an option though for people to kind of check out like, you know, oh, da- Nation Dan's driving a four door and Bag Milk's riding the true door. That's, you know. Well, I think we have, to, we have to, we can put some sort of our own little decals on there oh, too. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, you gotta customize. Maybe like a name bar. At the end of the season. We're throwing crash helmets on and we're smashing into each other. Oh, they all have to have oh. a painting on them that if you park them in a row, the painting just continues on down the line. Or I'll take Connor that a step skating. further. The painting is something that you've done yourself to personalize the car. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like a horrendous <laughs> stick drawing on the side of mine. Hey. You're going to think that a caveman was. Uh, but I, hey. like the, I like the challenge. Every picture tells a story, Dan. Well, hey, Sherwood Ford. You've heard it here first. Um, Will, speaking of shirt Ford, Will Cole Ford. Ah, it's his last name. Cole Ford. Anyways, he asked if there's a... (laughs) Oh, man. That was... I was confused. I thought that was... Do you think there's a problem that the prospects that we bring up from Bakersfield has had a hard time transitioning to to the NHL play? Yeah, the problem is that they're not ready. They're not ready. They're playing over their heads. The problem is that you can call up Puliarvi and Yamamoto all you want, but they shouldn't be here. I don't mind the Yamo call up because it's just an injury stint. And that's fine. When it's back, if he's not doing well, go back, whatever. You got a little taste of it. Have fun in the Bakersfield the rest of the year. The Pooley RV one, a little too pie in the sky. I get the coach wants to throw some sunshine at us and say, I'll fix them. Let even, me give them to me. But they're just, they're above their heads. Even Hitch though, like if you asked him and he was being candid about it, he would say neither of those guys should be here. They just don't have the depth to make the, the proper choice. Yep. They don't have the options. I think we need to call up Ryan Malone. <laughs> Ryan Malone. Jeez. Oh, you don't even know his That's name. Real bad. That's real bad. <laughs> I looked at Twitter. Unbelievable. Oh, Ryan. Dan doesn't know your name, Brad Malone, and the- he's been pumping your tires for a long time. It turns out he doesn't even know your name. Did you guys know that this is the anniversary of something that happened in Oilers history? I did know that. I saw it on Twitter. How many years? Uh, that's a great question. What's the date? It was in the 90s. January was it 4th. the 90s? No, it no wasn't. Way it was in the no, 90s. it Stephon? wasn't in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Stefan wasn't. Oh, maybe the early 2000s. Early oh, 2000s. it might be like a 99 goal. This is the empty netter. The yeah, Dallas yeah. Stars missed empty net. Patrick, Stefan, you should be ashamed of yourself. The way that goal came back, though. Oh, I remember watching that. Yeah, man. Al Shamsky, still a free agent. Bring him back. Bring him in. Don't really. I miss you, Alish, but like, you know. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, that's it for episode 18 of Oilers Nation Radio. We want to thank our friends at Sherwood Ford. We want to thank our friends at Get Sauced. And we want to wish you a very happy new year from all of us sitting around the table. And Cam, who could be laying dead in a ditch somewhere. Shout out to Damien. In the desert. Shout out to Damien. Have a great day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.